Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's everyone doing out there? I hope everyone's out there staying safe and healthy in these historic and dramatic times that we're having right now. As everyone knows that this is an election year and an extremely important election year. And I just want to, you know, provide all the information that I can for you guys. This is uh, your host, Jessica Mason, um, on the Brooklyn Free Speech Platform, and we're podcasting while quarantined. And today I have with me a representative from Brooklyn Voters Alliance. Her name is Julie Kerr, and she is going to help me get us information about all the information we need to know about um, this very, very important election that's coming up. How are you doing, Julie? Hi, Jessica. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. I thank you for, you know, taking the time to, you know, educate the community. My so. pleasure. It's what we try to do at Brooklyn Voters Alliance. <laughs> so um, can you tell me a little bit about Brooklyn Voters Alliance? Um, absolutely. So um, we, Brooklyn Voters Alliance, or BVA, as we use the shorthand, uh, we are an all-volunteer, nonpartisan organization. Uh, we work to protect and expand voting rights in New York State. Uh, and within our immediate community of Brooklyn uh, and also New York City, uh, we... Uh, promote voter participation, education, and civic engagement to ensure fairness and equal access to our fundamental right to vote, uh, because we believe uh, democracy is strongest when everyone has a voice. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's very. I can. That's. I feel like within the times that we're in right now, that cannot be more stressed. The importance of that right now. Exactly. Um, what, what part do you play um, at Broker Voters Alliance? Uh, well, we are, as I said, we are an all-volunteer group, so we all wear many different hats. So uh, I, you know, I try and dip my hand in wherever we are needed. So anything from just uh, doing voter registration, which is incredibly important, especially this year, because with the pandemic, uh, voter registration rates in New York City are down drastically. Um, but we also do a lot of voter outreach and voter education um, with, uh, you know, we're two months out from the November uh, general election. So all the get out the vote efforts are going to uh, be ramping up in earnest now to make sure everybody is um, aware that there's an election. Um, there's always people who aren't even exactly sure that there's an election going on no matter the year. Um, and it's also particularly challenging in these times of uh, COVID-19. Uh, some of, you know, the, all the in-person stuff that we do is uh, severely curtailed at best. So a lot of stuff is being done virtually. Um, and, but our efforts to actually uh, go out and meet with people in person is um, increasing a little bit. But it's, uh, it's really tough, understandably. No, definitely understandably. And, but I, I, I can appreciate the effort that you guys make on your part to at least do your best to educate the public. So would you be able to, in your opinion, you know, first, well, let's start at the beginning here. What the, stress the importance of voting. That's number one. Oh, wow. Voting is really the foundation for, for well, it's foundation for our democracy, but it's the foundation for whatever you uh, are passionate about. If racial justice, criminal justice reform, police reform, uh, gun safety and gun violence, educational equity, climate justice, uh, reproductive justice, whatever your cause of passion is, whatever you want to see change most in, around, in your community, that's fantastic. And voting really has to be your second passion because it's the foundation 
um, by which everything else is built under. Everything, everything is knitted together in its, uh, in, in its cause and its relationality and its intersectionality. And voting is what, in a lot of ways, voting is what our representatives really pay attention to. So you can be as loud as you want to be on a particular issue and a cause, but if you don't vote, the amplification of your voice is not as uh, profound as it is as, as, if, you, as if, if you don't vote. Uh, so it, it really lays the um, foundation for every, uh, any kind of change that you really want to see uh, in your immediate community, within the state, within the city, within the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I Listen, I've always paid attention to politics. Um, it's always been embedded in me since a young child. Voting, I, I couldn't wait to turn 18 so that I can finally exercise <laughs> my own rights to vote. Um, my grandmother used to say when I used to, um, you know, watch her watching CNN or C-SPAN or anything like that. Like, why are you paying attention? It's so boring. She goes, these people have control over your life. You better pay attention. Exactly. Well, you know, as the old saying goes, democracy is not a spectator sport. You know, it's not going to go how you want every time. You know, every election has, you know, has implications for, you know, that period between that election and the next one. You have to participate. Uh, you don't have to be, uh, you know, as engaged as many of us are, all, are you know, all year round. Um, you know, even if you're dipping in and out, it's just important to know what's going on in uh, your community and what your representatives at every level are doing. Uh, and zeroing in on what you want to focus on and making sure that you are voting when that opportunity is there. Now, speaking in on things that you like to uh, zero in on, one of my main focuses is uh, voter suppression. Now, th this country's had a long, long history of uh, suppressing voters. It's but here we best. are in 2020, and folks have, I mean, the administration has gone so far as to remove mailboxes and interfere with the United States Postal Service in regards Absolutely. to going too far to suppress votes. If a voter, and if they're willing to go to that, that extreme, to these lengths, if a voter feels that they're being suppressed at this point, I mean, what steps to be taken on the voters' part in order to, you know, help avoid the suppression? Absolutely. I mean, there are, it's important to know, there are, there are several steps that you can take um, you need to be. Uh, you need to know what your your voting rights are. So the first thing that you can do is, uh, if you are registered to vote, is to uh, check to make sure that your registration is current, that it's it is showing up in the system, and you can do that in New York. You can do that right now. Vote lookup dot elections dot ny dot gov that brings you to a website you identify the county you live in you give your first and last name your date of birth and your zip code and that will pull up your voter registration that's the first step just to make sure that you are still in the system because that means or should mean that once you actually do show up at the polls or request your absentee ballot there won't it, it, it'll come up in the system and you'll receive your ballot to actually vote so that's just to make sure it's current. So that's something you can do today. Uh, if for some reason you're, it's not showing up in there, you can um, get a hold of a voter registration form and re-register or update your registration so that when you do uh, request that absentee ballot or uh, go to early voting or, or vote on election day, you will be in the poll books and uh, you shouldn't have a problem casting your vote. So that's one of the things, that's the first thing, proactive thing that you can do to make sure uh, that you shouldn't have a problem when you actually show up to cast your ballot. But if you do end up getting to the polling site and for some reason your name isn't in the poll books and you know that you are uh, in fact registered to vote and you are eligible to cast a ballot, request an affidavit ballot. 
never leave a poll site without requesting an affidavit ballot if for some reason they say that you're not in the, in the poll books uh, and therefore can't vote. If you believe you're allowed to vote, ask for an affidavit, affidavit ballot uh, and fill that out and leave that with them. You can also, um, there's a national hotline number, 866-OUR-VOTE, O-U-R-V-O-T-E. Uh, you can call them. Uh, they have people kind of focusing on each uh, state, and so they can give you the information that you need. And there are often lawyers behind that, as well as just regular volunteers. But if you believe, if you're at a poll site and you believe uh, that you have the right to vote, that you're registered to vote, do not leave without voting. Uh, if that means voting by affidavit ballot, absolutely cast your ballot that way. So those are some of the key things that you can do to make sure your vote is not suppressed. Uh, if there are, are long lines at the polling place, which uh, is expected in November, um, unfortunately, if you're voting on election day uh, especially, once you are in line before 9 p.m., don't leave the line. As long as you're in line, by the time the uh, polling sites officially close, which is, seven, or which is 9 p.m., as long as you're in line by then, you get to cast your ballot, even if that means you're there till 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. God forbid the lines are that long, but we know that that happens. Can require a commitment, but it's such a, your vote matters. So don't let anybody tell you it doesn't and don't let anybody um, try and scare you away from using it. Listen, I, can you please say that again? Because I try to tell that to folks all the time. Oh, what's the point of voting? Our vote doesn't matter. Oh, does our vote really matter? I actually, if, if you really truly think your vote didn't matter, ask yourself this question. If it didn't matter, why would they try so hard to suppress it? Exactly. Exactly. Your vote absolutely does matter. And, you know, not all elections are close, but many are. And especially at the at the very local level, they are. There can be just a few hundred people, a, a few hundred votes between um, a candidate. You know, some races can come down to 20 votes, 30 votes, five votes even. So your vote does matter. If you think your vote doesn't matter and you know 10 other people who think their vote doesn't matter. And those people each know 10 votes. I mean, that multiplies quickly, very, very fast. And those votes actually would make a difference. So it's so important not just to get yourself out to the, um, the polls to vote, but to make sure your friends and family are doing it. Make it, uh, make it an excursion. Uh, I know that's tough in these uh, times of COVID, um, but make sure people are getting out there to vote. Um, and if you are worried about um, if you are worried about voting in person, you can uh, vote by absentee. Please do that. You can request your ballot now, uh, and they're actually going to start mailing those out in the next couple of weeks. There are just so many ways that you're able to, you can vote this year. So just make sure that you take advantage of them. Now, can we unpack that briefly for a second? I'm, I'm learning more and more about um, what I can in terms of the absentee ballot. From what I understand, so many were being able to be thrown out for little things like, Oh, uh, we didn't. The signature didn't look proper, or they didn't put the uh, proper information here, or something as simple as they didn't bubble in the the circle properly. Um, I mean, exactly. So, can you unpack that? Like, how, what steps need to be taken, or what steps can a voter do to ensure fully that their ballot, I mean, that the absentee ballot will count and will not be thrown out? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. That is so important. Typically in New York uh, City and New York State, um, very few people vote by absentee in any given election. It's maybe 4% of all of the votes that are counted. But in the primary that we just had in June, that number was almost 50%. So that's a huge jump.
um, state law was just changed a few weeks ago. Um, it, you used to not be able to request um, your absentee ballot until 30 days before the election. So that wouldn't even be until about a month from now. But the state law was just changed a few weeks ago. You can actually re request that ballot now. So if you go to nycabsentee.com, you can register online to have your absentee ballot mailed to you. I ha will happen to be out of town on election day and during early voting, so I've already requested my absentee ballot. Make that request as early as possible. Um, they, Board of Elections is will start mailing out ballots uh, in about two weeks on September 18th, uh, so you want to be in one of those early batches that they start mailing out. Once you have your ballot, you receive, uh, the envelope you receive has three things in it. It has your ballot, it has an inside envelope that the ballot goes into once you complete it, and then that, that envelope goes into another ballot that is used to mail it back. Um, the ballot itself, you need to use black or blue ink to fill it out. Don't use pencil. Don't use that wonderful purple ink pen that you have that you use, like to use all the time. Black or blue ink only. Identify who you want to vote for. Fill in the, fill in the oval completely. Don't exit. Don't check mark it. Fill it in completely. Don't make any stray marks on the ballot at all. Don't use your pen to kind of scribble in the corner to make sure the ink is flowing. Just mark your vote on the ballot. Don't make any other marks on there because if you do, it will be set aside and it will not be counted. Uh, once you've filled out your ballot, you put it in the, uh, the kind of the inside envelope. That envelope has a space on it and hopefully it will be more clearly marked. Uh, I think they're planning to make sure they're more clearly marked. You must sign that envelope and put the date on it. Uh, don't use your kind of tablet squiggly signature. Use your formal signature. Try and think about when you register to vote, try and think about this, um, what signature you used to when you signed your voter registration form and use that signature. And then put, put the date on it as well. That envelope has to be sealed. or So use a wet sponge to seal the envelope, or a damp sponge to kind of um, seal it that way. Don't use tape. Don't use glue. The ballot will not even be opened if that's the case, if it's sealed with tape or with glue. And then, so once you've sealed that, it's signed and dated, you put it in the envelope that it is mailed in, and then you can um, drop it in the mail. Um, at BVA, we recommend that if you are going to send, put your absentee ballot in the mail to make sure that you do it at least two weeks before November 3rd to better ensure that it'll actually make it to the Board of Elections. The, the Board of Elections must receive a postmarked absentee ballot. Uh, it must be postmarked no later than November 3rd, which is Election Day and they must receive it uh, in, the, in the office by November 10th. Alternatively, if, if you're concerned about the mail, if it's less than two weeks before the election, you can do one of three things. You can take, the, take your um, sealed, signed and dated absentee ballot directly to the Board of Elections uh, in Brooklyn, that's in downtown Brooklyn, 345 Adams Street, fourth floor, I think. Uh, it's a little scary that I know that off the top of my head. Also at uh, the early voting poll sites and election day poll sites, the Board of Elections will have drop boxes there uh, at the information desk. It'll be completely contactless. Um, those desks are usually right inside the, the first thing that you hit when you go inside the poll, poll site, and you can just drop it off in one of those boxes. And that, that means that you've, it has been received before on or before election day. So 
you will have met that hurdle of, of getting it in on time. Additionally, if you are dropping it off or other people have concerns, you can drop off the sealed, signed, and dated absentee ballot of family members, of friends, uh, you know, for other people who might have concerns about uh, mailing in their ballot as well. So you don't have to, it can be more than just yours that you're dropping off. It's the sealed, signed, and dated absentee ballot of other people too. Or those are the primary absentee ballot issues that uh, people who want to vote that way are aware of. And I would also say, in addition, and New York is actually pretty good in this, is that if you request an absentee ballot, but then decide, you know what, I actually would prefer to vote in person, you can still do that. It doesn't matter. It's your, your in-person vote takes precedence over your absentee ballot. So even if you were to go to the poll site and by chance the, the, the poll site worker who's um, logging you in says, oh, you requested an absentee ballot, doesn't matter. You're still allowed to vote in person. Um, further, even if you were to get your absentee ballot, fill it out and mail it in and decide, you know what, I feel a lot better if I've actually voted in person, you can do that. New York does not actually start counting absentee ballots until at least seven days after the general election. So they recon reconcile the absentee ballots they get with the people who voted in person. So if you decide to vote in person, but you also sent in your absentee ballot, they're very good about pulling that out. So there's no, there's no concern about um, inadvertently voting twice, as they say. No, thank you so much for all that information. But also with the way you're talking, it sounds like we will not know who the president is on November 3rd. Absolutely not. I mean, That's we have to, yeah, president. absolutely. Um, we have to be prepared. We've gotten, very, you know, we as voters, we as um, U.S. citizens have gotten very used to having elections called on election night. And that is not going to be the case this year with not just New York, so many people in New York likely voting by absentee ballot, but across the country as well. Um, every state has different rules and laws. Um, some states will um, have those absentee ballots, uh, start counting those absentee ballots um, and releasing that information on election night. Some wait a few days. Like I said, New York waits seven days. So it is absolutely going to be a waiting game. The only night, the only results that we will have for New York State on election night are uh, are the votes of uh, the people who voted in person on election day or during early voting. Okay, and early voting, just so we know, begins for New York when? Absolutely not. I mean, we have to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have to be prepared. We've gotten very, you know, we as voters, we as um, U.S. citizens, have gotten very used to having elections called on election night. And that is not going to be the case this year with not just New York, so many people in New York likely voting by absentee ballot, but across the country as well. Um, every state has different rules and laws. Um, some states will um, have those absentee ballots, uh, start counting those absentee ballots um, and releasing that information on election night. Some wait a few days. Like I said, New York waits seven days. So it is absolutely going to be a waiting game. The only night, the only results that we will have for New York State on election night are uh, are the votes of uh, the people who voted in person on election day or during early voting. Okay, and early voting, just so we know, begins for New York when? Early voting in New York runs October twenty fourth, which is Saturday through the following Sunday, November 1st. And I, and I actually, if you do want to vote in person, I strongly recommend voting, in, uh, voting early. Uh, you know, first of all, there are different hours every day. 
Um, I know, for instance, the weekend hours, the two Saturdays and two Sundays, the hours are probably going to be uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It just allows you a lot, allows the person a lot more flexibility. Um, but also early voting is, this will only be our third election in New York with, with an early voting period, which is, which is fantastic. So, it, so far it has not been crowded. I voted early in the primary in June, um, and I was the only person in the polling place. And I was in and out in less than five minutes. Uh, and the Board of Elections has it set up um, as well in these times of the COVID-19, um, that it was a basically contactless, contactless experience. So um, it felt incredibly safe and incredibly clean. They have um, masks for people to wear if they, if they need one. Uh, they have um, hand sanitizing wipes, give you this combination stylus and pen. Uh, so you pick one of those up, you use the stylus part to sign the electronic poll book. They, you're given your ballot, you use the pen portion of the, the stylus to fill out your ballot. You get to then keep that so nobody else has used it. Um, so you're not, you're not handling anything that, you know, potentially a hundred other people have handled before, before you. So it's just, um, the Board of Elections is running early voting extremely well. So I strongly recommend anybody who wants to vote early that they can, um, that they do that. Uh, I think Brooklyn will have, I want to say 18, it might be 24 different early voting centers. So you will need to look up to see which voting center you are, early voting center you are assigned to. It's most likely not going to be your election day uh, poll site, but uh, hopefully it's close enough or accessible enough for you to get to that you can, you know, walk there easily. Um, if you're uh, taking public transportation, you know, hop on the subway or the bus and get over there and cast your vote early. And then you, you're just able to do it when it's most convenient for you. Would you be able to find out the information um, for your district or where that um, early voting may be on that same website for the voterslookup.org? Um, I think they do include a link there, but you can um, look specifically. It will uh, it will link to um, a website that uh, nycpolsitelocator.com. And from there, you just put in your street address and your, I think it's your zip code. Uh, it will pull up your early voting site. It lists the hours. Uh, the, the hours are the same across every early voting site. And then it will also list where your election day poll site is if, if you choose to do that. Even if you know where your early voting site is and your election day poll site is, I still recommend that you ch check through this website. Poll sites can change, absolutely. Better to double check where your uh, poll site locations are rather than assume that it's the same place it's been forever uh, and show up there and find out it's been moved. Mine actually, the poll site there where I voted on election day for at least 20 years moved about a year and a half ago so that was completely unexpected okay so now let's go to the other side of elections here for a brief second um you had mentioned earlier uh, the fact that you said some folks might not even know that there's an election if anyone's unaware surprised if anyone is unaware that we are currently at, at a crucial election where have you been for the last not just months where have you been for the last year or the last two years for that matter now i, I say all that to say you know, what resources are out there for them to tune into so that they can learn individually about the candidate? Because, you know, I'm sure there are a bunch of folks who are on the fence, you know, this go around, not knowing which way they want to go and not wanting to rely on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC, you know, to provide them information about these candidates. What would you recommend for them to, you know, get reliable sources to learn about uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? 
Um, well, so the first thing I'll say in terms of elections is that we have elections every year. There's never, there's never a year where we don't have an election. Um, obviously, some are uh, better known and more, more uh, 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 people are more aware of, like, in a, like this year, which is a presidential year. Um, you know, other years, you know, don't have a lot of races or are very hyper-local or just issue-based. Um, but we do have elections every year. Um, it's always it's always important to be as informed as you feel you can be before you cast your ballot. Um, obviously, um, every candidate has a website, and so they will they will have uh, they will have on their website their positions on any number of issues. Um, but there are also other groups out there that um, put together voter guides. Uh, in New York City, um, the New York City Campaign Finance Board, uh, which is voting.nyc, uh, they, they typically put out a voter guide every year. Um, they often will mail them to um, the uh, registered voters. Uh, they also have it available online. Uh, you can also choose just to go paperless and use it online. Um, those are typically, um, a lot of the voting guides out there are typically... Um, where a group or an organization contacts the candidate um, to, to either ask them a series, have them answer a series of questions that they then publish, or for the for just the candidate to say we're putting together, you know, they say we're putting together a voter guide. What do you want? What would you like for us to include in that? And so they take whatever the the campaign or the candidate gives them. Um, so the the uh, the New York City Campaign Finance Board puts together a voter guide. Uh, the League of Women Voters for New York State usually puts one together, um, and other good government groups like uh, often like Common Cause or uh, Citizen Union, uh, they also put together voter guides. Uh, uh, the League of Women Voters for the, for the United States um, has one that's uh, vote411.org, just uh release that uh, in Spanish as well, so that's important. But it's a little too early right now for the voter guides to be out, um, but they will be coming probably within the next, anywhere probably from the next two to, to, two to four weeks. Um, they will definitely be out by the time early voting starts. But, uh, you know, it's always important to, if you're going to vote in person, know uh, how, how you think that you want to vote by the time you get to the poll site. If you have a physical copy of the of a voter guide that you've looked at and you've marked up, you can take that to the poll site with you and use that as a guide as you, as you uh, mark your ballot. Or you can just make notes in your phone and take that with you and consult that when you mark your ballot. You know, you may have looked at a voter guide, but then once you have the ballot staring in your face, you just go blank and don't remember of what, of what you're looking for. So, uh, you know, we've got a lot of stuff on the ballot this year, not just president, but we have our congressional representatives are on the ballot. Our, our state legislator, our state senator and state assembly members are on the ballot. Queens is uh, voting for uh, borough president. So these voting guides should be able to give some information to help you make an informed decision for how you want to vote. And then that uh, I also want to say that the... Um, the poll site locator website that I mentioned, the uh, nyc.pollsitelocator.com, um, it's not on there right now when you find your polling site um, because the ballots haven't been final, fully finalized yet, but I would imagine it will be populated in the next two or, th two or three weeks. But you will be able to, um, from that website, pull up and see what your ballot looks like. So um, it'll, it's obviously just a draft copy, you know, you can't 
actually use it as a ballot, um, but you could even print it out if you happen to have a printer. Um, it's just so you know what was actually going to be on the ballot, so it's, it's not, you're not seeing it for the first time when you show up at the poll site. Thank you very much for that. Is there any other information that you can share um, that you feel that voters should know or be aware of leading into this election? Well, I would say that for anyone who is not registered to vote, you have until October 9th to register to vote. You need to get a hold of, you can download a copy of the voter registration form. Um, you will have to print it out, and I know that's tough because many people don't have printers, and mail that in. Um, the only way to register to vote online is if you have a New York State driver's license or state-issued identification card, in which case you can register through the state DMV. But I know that a lot of people in New York City don't have don't have a driver's license or state ID, so that makes registering online. Um, fortunately, New York State is supposed to roll out an online voter registration system next year, um, but unfortunately that's not, uh, that's not available uh, right now. Registration in New York City is down drastically compared to the number of new registrations four years ago, so hopefully a lot more people have been engaged and more proactive about registering to vote uh, in the last four years, so that's already taken care of, but I know the number of it's it's down like something like 56, 57 percent over over this time in 2016. So that's pretty drastic. That's more than 100,000 new registered voters. And that shouldn't be, especially since now there's a new demographic of youngsters who were not eligible to vote four years ago that are now. Exactly. I would also say that for anyone who's 16 and 17 years old, as of January of this year, uh, they can pre-register to vote. Uh, so I would really encourage um, anyone uh, who's 16 or 17 years old to do that. Just you know, register now, and then once you turn 18, the Board of Elections will flip that proverbial slip, uh, switch, and you'll be uh, ready to go for their first election after you turn 18. That's only for the state of New York. I've talked a bit about absentee voting, um, but you have until October 27th to make that uh, absentee ballot request. And you can apply for a ballot. I gave you the website where you can apply for it. That's the one I strongly recommend people use, nycabsentee.com. The last thing I will say, the one thing that people can do now and they have to do by the end of September, fill out the census, please. And it's especially critical because the federal government is is cutting back the amount of time that people have to fill out the census. The deadline was going to be, they had extended the deadline to October 31st, and then just in the last couple of weeks, they said, nope, we're going to make it a month earlier. So people need to complete the census by the end of September. It is so vitally important that people do it. It has, yes, it has political implications. Um, the districts for our, our congressional representatives, our state representatives, our city council um, districts are all uh, uh, are all determined based on the census, um, but even more important that the, the amount of money that the state gets, that the city gets um, uh, from the federal government is completely um, dependent on the census. And New York has a historically low response rate to the census. You're just about 50% um, statewide in, in, uh, in people responding to the census, maybe just a tad above that, but we are definitely one of the lowest uh, one of the states, uh, 50 states, that has one of the worst response rates. Um, some communities in Brooklyn, maybe only 30% of people respond to the census. So it's so it's so critical that people do it. It it impacts the amount of money we get from the federal government for our schools, for our hospitals, for um, repairing our roads and bridges and things like that. So uh, it has um, a very real um 
very, very real impact on our community for the next 10 years. Um, it's very quick to do. It, it, it will take you 10 minutes at most. Uh, the website is my2020census.gov. Uh, complete it for your household um, if you haven't already. Uh, make sure your friends and family have also completed it. Uh, only one needs to be completed for household, for kind of your immediate family, uh, whether you're single, whether you uh, have your, um, you know, whether you have grandparents living with you, whether you still live with your parents, uh, you've got children in the house, um, your household. If you live in a, if you have multiple families in the home, each family should do it uh, for the address. It is, uh, it is private. Your individual information is, uh, is sealed for 72 years. So the, any, the information that we get back from the census, um, at most your information is combined with a, at least a couple thousand other people. And that's just the demographic information of you know, the number of people of a certain age range and um, ethnic groups and things like that. Um, the, the, your actual individual information won't be released until, I think, what is it? I said 72 years, so 2092. Uh, so please, please, please fill out the census. And then just briefly looking forward to 2021, we've got a lot of elections happening in New York City in 2021. Uh, we will be voting for a new mayor. We will be voting for a new comptroller, uh, public advocate. We have an incumbent in there, but that that race is still open. All the city, city council will be voting for city council and two thirds of those city council races uh, will be open seats because of term limits. Um, I know in the district where I live, I think we already have seven or eight candidates who've declared and we'll probably get a few more as well. So those are gonna be very, very crowded races. I know in Brooklyn, we'll be voting for borough president as well. Not just that it's an important election for the city, uh, but it's also important because we will have a new way to vote in New York City in the primary election, which is called ranked choice voting where you get to rank your top five candidates uh, in any given race so that your vote has even more. If you're concerned right now that just picking one candidate in any, in any race that your vote doesn't matter, a vote within ranked choice, uh, rank choice voting uh, can be even more valuable because if the candidate is who is your first choice comes in last and you've picked a second choice, uh, your vote then is moved into that second choice category. And that keeps going until we actually have a majority winner, as opposed to you know, a race that might have eight candidates and the winner only got you know, 21% of the vote. So that's gonna be a big thing coming in 2021. And I'd be happy to talk to, to you guys more about that, uh, to you, Jessica, more about that next year when, uh, when we actually start getting into the thick of it and we get out of this current election season. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm very, as you're talking, I'm like, hmm, I'm very interested. Like, I, I need to start doing some homework on that. I actually had no clue um, about that. So, um, yeah, that you definitely piqued my curiosity on that regard. So, yeah, be on the lookout for interview yeah. for that one. So you, you've given me a lot of websites here, so I just want to double check to make sure I have everything correct for everyone. So the poll site locator one is nyc.pollsitelocator.com. And that's just to tell you where your early voting and election day poll sites are. Um, so if you need to check your registration, the website is voterlookup.elections.ny.gov. And that allows you to check to make sure your voter registration is, uh, is in there and that, that you know, all the information is correct. And then for the census, it's my2020census.gov.
And then it was nycabsenteeballot.com? Yes, to apply for your absentee ballot for New York City. Thank you so much, Julie. You have no idea how much I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and to deliver all this valuable information. Very much my pleasure, Jessica. Thanks so much for having me. Folks, now you heard it here, folks. There's no reason you have all the information that you need. Election day is coming up, but you don't have to wait that long. New York State is offering early voting from October 24th to November 1st. October 27th, make sure you request your absentee ballot. And if you're not registered, folks, you have until October 9th to do so. Please, please, this is vitally important, okay? Thank you for tuning in, folks. Everyone stay healthy, stay safe, take it easy. Thank you. Thank you.